0: Write the works of this people, which shall be, even as have been written, of that which hath been. For behold, out of the books which have been written, and which shall be written, shall this people be judged. For by them shall their works be known unto men. Third Nephi
1: 24. Welcome back to In Her Image, a podcast where we are seeking and celebrating our mother God through scripture, scholarship, the arts, and everyday life. I'm your host, Kate, and today I am joined by Jill Updahl. Jill is currently working towards a career in mental health therapy. She is a wife and mother of five children, and um, she has many passions, including um, something I'm very interested in, that this summer she is holding a retreat for Young girls preparing for menstruation and talking about the the spiritual and godly aspects of that transition into womanhood. And she has an account on Instagram where she shares her feelings about the feminine divine, and you've got a great name. It's at the feminine dot divine. So Jill, thank you so much for joining me today.
0: Oh, thank you. I'm so excited to be here.
1: We're excited to have you. So, I always like to just start with a little bit of background. And um, actually, you were just telling me about a quote by President Nelson that kind of stemmed your seeking of Heavenly Mother. So would you mind sharing your story? Yeah. um, Yeah. As I've been thinking about, like, my story,
0: it's such a long story. Yeah. This this quote really kind of was the beginning and is still kind of, it's kind of the theme of my story, I guess. Um, The president Nelson, um, he says, great power lies in learning who you really are. Learn for yourselves who you really are. Ask your heavenly father how he feels about you and your mission here on earth. I promise you that when you begin to catch even a glimpse of how your heavenly father sees you and what he's counting on you to do for him, your life will never be the same. And so I I did this. I did this a few times. I, lots, I'm still doing it. I still need reminders all the time. Help me see who I am and what I'm supposed to do and see me the way you see me. But um, <clears throat> really, one key thing that Heavenly Father showed me to help me see myself was He pointed me to Heavenly Mother. Um, I really really do believe that it was him, you know, cause I didn't, I didn't pray to heavenly mother. I didn't know that I could, it was very, I, I had no idea who was going to show me heavenly mother when I was asking for this, it was mm-hmm. totally unexpected. And he led me like just little steps where I would hear something or see something or read something. And then it's just kind of snowballed into this huge thing where my life has been completely changed by learning of heavenly mother and coming to know her.
1: So what was that experience like? I mean, I know we the story is so long, it's ongoing, yeah. right? Our relationship <laughs> with God always. But um, I know you, I, I read a post by you a few months ago about you were, you were saying like, what if I shared my experience of praying and feeling, feeling Heavenly Mother there? So I do mind sharing some of your experiences with Heavenly Mother, how she connects with you and- and vice versa.
0: Yeah, sure. Um, so at first, I kind of wrote out this story about Heavenly Mother, and I labeled it Finding Heavenly Mother in the Refiners Fire, because that's where I feel like she really came to me when I was in my deepest, darkest trial. <laughs> after my fifth daughter was born, um, I just had, I went to this horrible, horrible depression, and I felt like I was just surrounded by darkness. I couldn't feel, I couldn't feel anything happy. I just, it was just darkness and anger and pain and I, I, all of this stuff. And, um, so I was praying a lot and I was, um, kind of trying to claw my way out of this dark place, um, trying to figure out how to get out of this dark place. And, um, I had, I had an experience where I was on the floor crying. Um, I was pleading for help. And um, I had this experience where I, my eyes were closed. I was crying and I saw this woman kneeling next to me. And um, I felt like this amazing feeling like that she knew me and that she loved me. And she conveyed this message to me that I was strong and that this trial was going to teach me things to help me with the work of the Lord. And so um, that was, I thought I didn't know who this woman was. I thought it was like my grandma or an ancestor or something. Um, But later, as I said, like, as I was talking with heavenly father about trying to get out of this hole, trying to discover who I was, what, why was I depressed? What all of these like false ideas that were kind of weighing heavily on me. I discovered that, you know, a lot of my depression I'd suffered from depression since the age of 15 And I started to learn that a lot of my depression was these false ideas that the like these, I think of them as these like weights that I carried around with me of these false ideas of who I was. And um, so um, as I was trying to crawl my way out, you know, figure out what, what, what to do about my depression, um, she was a key in helping me see these false ideas that i had about myself a lot of them were rooted in womanhood like who i was as a female a lot of these false ideas that depressed me <laughs> quite frankly and um really as i got to like feel like her amazingness like as i would ask god about heavenly father about her and study about her and like talk to her and um just kind of um, imagine what she would be like and I started to um, I started to see that these false ideas that I had about me as a female, they weren't true. They weren't true for her, so they weren't true for me. And uh, I was just able really to see more and more what it is to be a female, that it's an incredibly beautiful, powerful thing. Whereas before, I had thought periods are annoying, having babies are so hard, I get depressed after I have a baby, like just you know all these hard things and um and yeah as i start to started to understand more her i was able to understand more me and uh womanhood and it actually becomes incredibly exciting it's the opposite of depressing it's like whoa there is incredible potential for all of women and for me and and it's just opened up my eyes to exciting opportunities that I'm now extremely passionate about. And uh, I haven't been on meds for depression for seven years. I was on them for 15 years, 20 years before that. And so um, I just, it's completely exciting for me now what I can do and be in my life and eternities now that
1: I have her in my life. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I would love to hear You know, if you could kind of list off some of those things, like what have you learned about women from Heavenly Mother?
0: Well, one of the things that I've learned is having to do with my body. I uh, really did not like my body. (laughs) Um, I had a lot of hate towards my body. Not just not just in the way that it looked, but um, I think I had a lot of pain around menstruation. I didn't uh, view that. I viewed that as just a necessary, annoying thing that women had to do um and even kind of seemed like a punishment sometimes like w- w- god why do you why are you making me do this every month you know um so that was a big thing that i started to uh realize the uh i started studying more about um eve and heavenly mother and i started um seeing the actual beauty in the fact that women can create life and um that it's actually an amazing thing that we do. And it's um, I've come to see that our bodies is seeing like my body in a godly um, way, seeing heavenly mothers got a female body um, is really helpful for me to be like, yeah, that is a really beautiful thing that I have, even though it's not perfect. It's female, it's godly. Um, so that's been a big thing. Um, I've also, uh, like with these retreats that I'm talking about, I've also come to see that the the bleeding that women do each month, there's incredible symbolism with this. Um, you know, we bleed each month. We shed our blood to give life. Christ shed his blood to give life. Um, you know, if you think about the pain of labor to give life, Christ went through a painful experience in his death to give life. Um, there's a lot of powerful symbolism found within the female body. Our bodies are uh, kind of like this. We hold this liminal space between the spirit world and the physical world. That's where people are escorted into their second estates through our bodies. And, um, and so I feel like Heavenly Mother's the one that's kind of leading me and guiding me to all find all of these things. And it's just like a floodgate of things are opening. Oh, oh, our bodies are like this. Oh, thank you, Heavenly Mother, for showing me this. And, and having her be the one to guide me and having, um, having this visual in my head of this female goddess is incredibly powering, empowering for me. So that's been one of the biggest ways is like my body. I've learned to love my body and the beautiful things that it does. In menstruation is a beautiful thing. I'm trying to honor that more every month, I teach my daughters. Um but also in childbirth and um nursing children. I had a hard time nursing. Uh, <laughs> um and so that's a big thing for me was my, this. I didn't realize this weight that I had had of body hate. It, that was a huge weight that once it was gone, I was like, wow, I feel like my mind is like cleared for more for beautiful information instead of being clogged by this horrible information that was always weighing me down. Um, And so it's, that came up and then like my eyes were open to more ways that heavenly mother was able to show me that women have power and uh influence that we're not aware of. I wasn't aware of before. I don't feel like we're really, we don't talk about it a lot at church. So I had to kind of go out on my own to find these things. Um So yeah, that's that was the biggest thing for you for me was my my body image and
1: um the things that my body does. Yeah, and just um, you know, I think that's totally an extension also of like patriarchal beliefs about women that we internalize, you know. Mm-hmm. It does, it starts with our body because that's like the most physically obviously different. About us from men and then extends to everything else, you know, being the weaker sex or, you know, all of these things that once we realize like, oh, I believed all that and how it's damaged me <laughs> mm-hmm. in so many ways. And and then to start casting those off, it's freedom and it's power to and um, yeah, everything you talked about is such a big thing for me, too. Um, you know, we talk about like, yeah, giving life, like having a child, but like every single month you have this reminder, whether you ever have children or not, you have this reminder that you're a creatress, Mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, and that's powerful. So recently the podcast at last, she said it, which you've been on, um, they interviewed Kaisa. Berlin Kalfusi, who, uh, was f- formerly a BYU professor. Um, I believe she worked for CES. I, I believe she, I mean, she was teaching, um, from the scriptures and she, the whole episode, it's called women reading scripture A reflection on voices rising. She talks about this dilemma that women face, and and you had talked about it on their podcast as well. Is that when we read the scriptures, it's all male language. It's it's not just that it's male language, it's that it's males writing about a male god for a male audience, mainly. And in our Latter-day Saint, uh In the way that we study the scriptures, our perspective is very similar to the evangelical way of seeing the scriptures as inerrant in a way. You know, we say, well, the Bible's not perfect, but here's what Joseph Smith says about it. So now it's perfect, you know, or we take it very little, literally, um, that all of these things happened and in this way. And, um, sometimes we don't. I mean, it, it takes a lot of work to to dive into all those things, but if we see the scriptures as like God breathed in the literal sense that God sent every single word down to a man's head and they wrote it down, you know, that can be challenging because we're not taking into account everyone, the, the individual's experiences. But she said uh, the more she studied scripture, the more she began to realize that it was not so much about God's reaching for man, but man's reaching for God. And so to kind of, I just loved how she put that. That really stuck with me that as we redefine what scripture is, if scripture is humankind reaching for the divine and our experiences with that, that really opens up and broadens, um, scripture for us. And, and I was talking to, um, you know, on a podcast we just did, we talked about prophetesses and priestesses and how all of us who are sharing our stories, whether it's actually, whether it's on this podcast or writing or singing or creating ritual around all these things, like we are writing scripture. And so that was my really long way of of uh, giving background to then, you were talking about something similar. So I want to hear about your um, inspiration for this project and what it is and um, yeah, everything you want to share with us.
0: Okay. Um, yeah. So as part of my coming to learn about these wounds that I have in womanhood, I became very clear the absence of women in scripture and the absence of women in even just the come follow me manual and the everyday language that we use at church. It became very apparent and very painful for me um, because now seeing myself in this different light and seeing Heavenly Mother um, as this powerful, important person or God mm-hmm. Um it just seemed so wrong to me that this huge piece was missing and um and we act like it's not missing like you said like we act like this is this perfect book which you know it's fine we've got missing pieces but we yeah we act like this is it and uh, how can it be it when half of the when women are missing like how could the the fullness of the gospel be without women it, they're not in the scriptures, and so it really. It, I had a hard time reading scriptures like, we'd like, read them with my family, and even my daughter would bring up stuff sometimes about it, and that would hurt my heart even more. Like, well, gosh, my little girl is seeing this, and it was just really painful. And, um, I, um, through you know, the, you know, in the Book of Mormon, where they talk about the sealed portions that we don't have, I kind of started to daydream, like, what if those are the stories of the women and of Heavenly Mother? Like, it, God had to have had something. You know, I, I don't believe that God would have wanted women's dialogue and narratives and experiences and Heavenly Mother not a part of Scripture. Like, I just, I, so I started, it was kind of like a daydream, like, God, are. It, it, is that what those are? That'd be awesome. Can we get those? (laughs) I would love those. Um, And so I I thought about that a lot. And um, also as I've started getting on Instagram and I started seeing tons and tons and tons of women having similar experiences to me about Heavenly Mother, I was kind of just like, kind of two and two came together that I was like, these stories need to be shared. Like all these stories that I'm hearing because they have like strengthened me and taught me. And like, the world needs to know about these stories that women are having. And then in combination with the seeing women missing their voices, missing in scripture and my daydream about scripture, uh, the sealed portions being scripture that women wrote or about heavenly mother or all of the above. Um, I kind of, this idea kind of formulated in my mind that, um, that, I should compile a book with these stories that and experiences that women are having. And like you said, I feel like um, these stories and experiences are a sort of scripture because they're, they're truth. They're, they testimony. You know, if you think about what the book of Mormon is, it's, it's testimony, it's um, witnesses, it's miracles, it's dreams, it's visions. And women today are having those. And I think they had them back then. We don't have those, but we have now. And so um, I think that I, I really, really, really want everybody to have those stories. And I've been getting some stories from people and reading them and just really feeling strongly like everybody needs to read these these stories of Heavenly Mother coming to these women and teaching them and comforting them. They are so powerful. I feel the spirit and I think that's scripture when you're, people are testifying of God and I'm re- they're writing it down, you know, like in the scripture that I said, um, write the works of the people, the people will be judged by those works. Um, and, you know, in doctrine and covenants, I don't remember which one, sorry, I don't have it in my notes, but you know, every time we speak by the Holy ghost, uh, it's scripture essentially, I think. And so really, I think we have lots of scripture that's not just the Book of Mormon and the Bible. You know, I've read many books where I felt like God's spoken to me. And I think that that's scripture. So I want to create more scripture with women's voices because we, we don't have it anciently. And so we've got a lot of workup. we got a lot of makeup work to do here. And so that's kind of my dream for this book. Um, I'm trying to get, you know, the simplest thing, uh, just any like, testimony or belief, because those actually are surprisingly extremely powerful, just a simple like belief in a heavenly mother. And then I've had like elaborate dreams that people have had of heavenly mother. And then I've had everything in between. And um, I know that there's tons and tons and tons and tons more out there. And so I'm doing the work of scouring the world and trying to find those stories because I think they're, they're really important to give uh, women, those,
1: those voices back that they didn't have anciently. I totally agree. I love that. You know, I remember learning about that in seminary, whether it was specifically the sealed portion, or if it was just this promise of like, if we really love the scriptures that we have, then God will give us more. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's kind of what I've seen. Um, with this growing interest and connection with heavenly mother among many people is that when we saw like you said, to know who we truly were, when we really appreciated all that God has revealed to us so far, then we were given more. Mm-hmm. And I think people inside and outside of the church, you know, all over are, growing in their uh, recognition of the uh, divine feminine presence. And um, so, yeah, I agree. I I love broadening both our understanding of what scripture is and also our understanding of what prayer is. Okay. So um, towards the end, I'm going to make sure and ask you like how people can submit, but I'd love to hear more of your vision for um, what this book could accomplish or, or what are your hopes and dreams for this compilation?
0: Yeah. So I, I think that there's like so many things that this book can do that I can't, I can't even imagine right now. Like, I just feel like it's something having women's voices out there is something bigger than I can comprehend. But, um, some of the ways that I really am hoping that this can be impactful is I'm hoping I, that it can, um, It can give kind of legitimacy to these experiences because I know some, I know when I first had mine, it was something that I didn't share with people because I felt like just kind of, it was something I was nervous to share with people about. And I know that when I started hearing other people's stories, it really did give me more confidence in my story and my experiences. And, um, it so it gives kind of confidence and legitimacy legitimacy to these experiences, you know, in um Corinthians 13, 1, in the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. And I've I, I've got like currently 50 stories, but I've heard tons more. Like I know there's hundreds out there. And so like how powerful is that to know that like we've got more than just two or three witnesses of this thing. It's, it's happening to on a mass scale, I think. And so I want that to, I want, I'm hoping that seeing all these experiences can show us the, um that this is a real thing and give us confidence in these experiences. And I think help us to seek them out more, not be afraid to seek these out Um, that they're not, they're a good thing. You know, they haven't, um, I think sometimes I notice people feel uneasy about it, but when you're, when people are sharing how amazing and miraculous these experiences have been, it really helps take out that nervousness, I think. Um, uh, So I think it can also help us recognize that um, these, so I'm looking for like testimonies, experiences so that it's not speculation. Like these things are, they're not, we're not speculating. Like this is, These are real testimonies, real experiences. Um, It's, yeah, like I said, it's not speculation. And y'all know what I'm talking about when I say speculation. Um, So, and I think that, yeah, also it gives women back their kind of uh, an authoritative voice because uh, women do have authority to receive this type of revelation, I think. And uh, I think it's very fitting that women would receive revelation about heavenly mother. And so, um, those are kind of my visions for what the book could do. But I, like I said, I think there's so many other things that God has in store. Um, I just like, so one, the other day I was, um, I was struggling. I was feeling, I don't remember what I was feeling. I was feeling really, I was crying. It's not feeling great. <laughs> um, and someone submitted a story. This has happened a few times. Someone submitted a story. And when I get a story, I get excited and I read it. And I read it and I just felt like Heavenly Mother was talking to me through that story. Like it was a story where um this woman was feeling sad about Heavenly Mother and her place in the church. And she was comforting her daughter who was scared. And she told her daughter, like, It's okay, I'm here. And this and Heavenly Mother, the spirit whispered to her that Heavenly Mother was saying, It's okay, I'm here. And I was like, oh, Heavenly Mother is trying to tell me that too. It's okay, Jill, I'm here. And That's happened to me a few times, like where I've been down and like I get this notification on my phone that there's a submission and I read it. And I feel like Heavenly Mother and Heavenly Father are speaking to me through these stories. And so I really want everyone to have that experience. It's been amazing for me.
1: Absolutely. Like, I feel so lucky to be doing this podcast because I, you know, I'm often, it seems like lately, often in that space. Of like, where's the spirit, you know, and then I hop on with someone like you and it's just what I needed, you know, Mm -hmm. just, just to hear the voices of others is so powerful. And to know, like, I'm not alone and this is real. And to have that other avenue, um, just hearing each other's testimonies. I mean, that's kind of the basis behind our monthly practice of testimony meeting, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so I really hope, I hope that listeners to this podcast experience the same thing and, and that everyone that, uh, you know, gets their hands on, on your book. Uh, so as people are submitting, like what kind of things, could you share some samples of like questions, prompts, um, that people could share? I mean, some people might feel intimidated, like they have to write a huge novel or something but what right
0: yeah so um like I said even just the simplest like how does heavenly mother how does knowing you have a heavenly mother like what does that make you think what does that make you feel you know and it doesn't even have to be like a page long it could be like two sentences because there Mm -hmm. really is power in in if it's like a real raw, like feelings, like, this is what I feel about this, this. is what I think about this. Like it really doesn't have to be anything elaborate. I do have some elaborate ones and I also have some simple ones and I have everything in between, but some things to think about, like, um, just what simply what is your belief or what is your testimony of heavenly mother? You know, like you're going to testimony meeting and you mm-hmm. <laughs> what, what is your belief? What is your thoughts and feelings about heavenly mother or divine feminine? Um, And then like, have you had personal experiences? Have you felt her, you know, this is maybe more elaborate. Have you felt times where she's spoken to you or, you know, any small type of experience where you felt her comfort you or anything like that um, has coming. So for the women that have had it, like has coming to know mother God, has it changed you? And what ways has it changed you? What is it? um, How has it impacted your life? And Here's, here's one that's kind of, I haven't got a lot of this type of thing, but how do you think knowledge of Heavenly Mother could change families, churches, communities, or the world? Like, just how do you think that that could impact, you know, just anything yeah. simple. Um, and then, like, if you've had dreams or miracles or revelations, I know some of them are sacred and mine was sacred too. And I did not share mine for a long time until... I really felt nudged to share it on Instagram and I was like, what the heck? I was super nervous about that. Um, but there's also the option to share anonymously. So if you're not comfortable with your name being attached to it, cause you know, I know there's stigma around this. And um, so there's always the option to share anonymously. And of course um, if it's something that's sacred that you don't feel like sharing, I don't want anyone to feel pressure, but um, I do. Um, if you think about the Book of Mormon, those sacred experiences. Uh, I think that we have this like stigma of like not sharing sacred experiences because they're too sacred or whatever. But um, I think that they would be really powerful. Just like in the scriptures, we hear about dreams and visions and and stuff like that. And I would love for us to see that those are still happening today um because we don't talk about them a lot and so it seems like they're not happening but they are happening and um I love that they're happening to women too so um yeah really anything that's that's personal um that you could share and I also um if I know that writing is hard for people um and so I'm willing to like interview people and write it out for them or you know if people just want to we could talk on the phone and I'll write it out you want to share it with me whatever's easiest I feel really passionate about getting these stories out to people. So however I can make it easy for people to share these stories, I,
1: I will do it. So yeah. Wonderful. You know, I, I know we are in the, this is at the inception point of this, of this idea. So we'll be sure to follow up with details about when and where and how, you know, you can get these, uh, the finished product. So Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. I, I just I think there's so much power in it. and um I'm grateful that you're following that prompting. thank you, yeah, it's overwhelming, but it is. but then, like you said, it's like these little tender mercies that you get to read all those stories.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, you know a them. um,
1: mm-hmm. so it's a tremendous gift. um, well, our last question today um, is how has heavenly mother changed you? Um, that is not really quantifiable.
0: Um, (laughs) so like I talked about, like in my, this deep, dark depression, um, my husband told me one time, like watching me go through it, um, this coming out of my depression and this dark hole, he, he likened it unto Lazarus rising from the dead. And that's kind of how it feels. I feel like, um, in this process of like, I do feel like I kind of died the old Jill died and uh heavenly mother and, and heavenly father and Jesus, like they all like helped me rise again into this new different being. And, um, heavenly mother has been a huge key to that, um, to helping me, um, embrace who I really am and see who I really am. And, um, like, yeah, you know, like going back to school, like anyone who knows me before this depressive state, like I got really bad grades in school before. And, um, I, you know, going back to school and speaking on podcasts, this is not me. Like I very shy, quiet, (laughs) depressed kind of negative person. Right. And now I feel passionate about life. Like I overcame a 20 year battle with depression. Uh, heavenly mother was key to that. Um, and I feel like I passionate about so many things and excited about so many things in life that I just, I have new set of eyes, a new heart, a new, I'm a new person, um, because of the things that heavenly mother is showing me and teaching me.
1: Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. So if someone wants to submit to this project, how can they do that?
0: Um, Okay. For now, um, I'm thinking of starting a new Instagram page. It's just for the book, but I haven't done that yet. So for now, just go to my Instagram page, thefeminine.divine. And on my profile, there's a little bubble that says book submissions and you click on those. There's a link for, um, you can link in your handwritten submission. There's also SpeakPipe. You have there, you can leave a five minute message on there and I would transcribe that. You could also just message me on Instagram and say, Hey, I have a story. Can we just talk and I'll, we'll talk about it and I'll write it out for you. If, or someone was telling me that they were having a hard time, they were writing it, but they were having a hard time and I said, Oh, we'll send it over. I can help you. I'll just read it and, you know, help you kind of flesh out your ideas, process your ideas and how you want to write it. So I mm-hmm. just reach out to me, but if you have something already submitted, just, yeah, go to my profile book submission bubble and you could submit there, but also message me. Um, on Instagram, if you have any questions or anything like
1: that, if anyone doesn't have Instagram, is there a way to,
0: yes, I can give you my email. It's, okay. it's kind of a long, weird email. So it's just, it's my name, Jill's your fave at gmail.com. So it's kind of a weird email, but, um, great. And, and there is, there is, um, for legal reasons, you have to sign permission saying I can use the story. So that's yes. kind of what
1: that link is for just so I don't get sued. Awesome. Well, Jill, thank you so much for your time and your passion and just embodying the resurrection, the life, death life that I think particularly women are attuned to, and because we live it every month, like I like we talked about. Thank you so much for for doing this and for sharing it with us. And I'm sure that, there are many people, you know, I think there's people that don't want to sit and talk to me for an hour, but they they have stories and they want to share them. And I encourage all of you to, to do that that are listening. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we hope you'll share it and please leave us a rating and review wherever you listen. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can make a monthly donation at anchor.fm slash inherimage. We hope you'll tune in next Sunday for another inspiring episode.